0: seven, six, five,
1: four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill with W Paramount Photography. I'm Justin with Justin Kerr Design.
0: And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social.
1: And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials
0: team. team. All right, jumping right in today, we have a awesome guest with us, Joseph Chima, who is the owner and president of Swift Clicks Marketing. So Joseph, you were born and raised in Nigeria, now mm-hmm. here in Rhode Island with us. Uh, Originally, you aspired to become a Roman Catholic priest, but now you're in marketing, and you are pursuing your love of helping others with your marketing and helping small businesses generate new cash-paying customers each month by using Facebook ad strategies. And on a side note, you also love music and you're going to play, you're going to a violin concert after this, I that's guess true. you said. Okay. Yes. yes. He's not just
1: going to a violin he's concert. Actually he's actually going to be in the violin yes.
0: concert. Okay. So catch Joseph on our podcast and also in live action playing the violin. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Swift Clicks and how you got started in the Facebook advertising side of things.
2: Yeah, that's a really interesting question though. Almost every person I come across always asks me that question. So um, I started off. Uh, my first introduction to uh, online marketing was first when I uh, did my six months um, study abroad in Italy. Um, I was still in the seminary back then, doing my philosophical studies in Nigeria, and then um, when uh, I came down to Italy uh, during my six weeks, um, six months uh, study abroad. Uh, I actually applied to work in um, in a pizza restaurant, and then from there I started running Google AdWords and uh, Facebook, a little bit of Facebook. But Google AdWords was really really draining, you know, when it comes to bidding and all that. So that was where I was introduced to Facebook ads, and then uh, I started you know playing around with it, and uh, it really yielded a lot of you know conversions and leads and. Um, I mean, I'm still friends. We still talk today with the um, restaurant owner because we're so happy with the experience he had with me back then. So when uh, I decided to come down to the United States to do my master's in theology, that's when uh, I was I encountered uh, a, master, a master class that was... It was an ad that popped up on my Facebook news feed.
0: <laughs> how um, how fitting?
2: Yeah, right? exactly. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, why not? And you know, the advertiser was actually um, running some sort of promo. So um, I opted in. You know, bought the course masterclass, and um, yeah, that was how I kind of like you know had a little bit more knowledge of Facebook ads. And then from there, I started running you know trials to real estate clients and other clients as well. Nice from there out my portfolio and kick, kick started search clicks
0: yeah so there are so many aspects of facebook advertising and social media marketing That's right. but today we're going to narrow it down and we're here to talk about customer research mm-hmm. and why it matters for your marketing and also you know why does it matter for facebook marketing right. so do you kind of want to talk about what the difference or how you approach the the customer research aspect and and how what is the mindset that you have when you go into it with Facebook
2: so customer research is actually one of the key you know um, points to you know having or creating a successful Facebook um, ad campaign and um, like it's like the first step amongst the seven step strategy that I teach so on um, a customer research what it is is uh, is actually a way or I normally call it a hack into, you know, um, advertising because that's the sweet spot of whatever ad copy that you try to try to put on your Facebook ad. So in that way, um, you get to actually know more about your target market, your audience, to, you know, know what their pain points are, you know, their fears, their goals, their wants, you know, the kind of experience that they've actually had with um, similar business. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that way, you know, you can actually know, what to give them as a, as a solution to that particular problem or to that particular bad or even good experience at some point or to kind of like, you know, beat whatever price that they actually getting from their current um, provider. So um, what customer research um, actually does, again, is to, you know, help smoothen your ad copy. You know, say, for instance, you're actually looking to target, to, to actually target, say, home buyers, mm-hmm. all right, out there. So um, for you to actually, you know, kind of present them, actually, that's actually um, a very hard part of, uh, hard example. A very good example would be to actually target, you know, those that actually go to, to dentist appointments all the time. Okay. So um, if I'm a dentist and I'm trying to, like, you know, market my... Um, my business, my my uh, business to you. I'll I'll first of all make sure that I know where your pain points are. So probably let's say a typical um problem that you can actually get um, when you book your t- your dentist appointment is actually having someone to approach you like when you come in for the appointment. Mm-hmm. So plus other you know like the doctor giving you more attention, you know trying to attend to you and all that stuff. So um I can actually use that as let's say um, a pain point okay. and address it on my Facebook ad. right. So I can just say something like, hey, Rhode Island, um, sick and tired of, you know, um, delays, you know, during your appointment time and all that. You know, um, are you looking to actually uh, get in touch with a transparent dentist who is able to, you know, attend to you without, you know, um, getting distracted and all that? You know, then from there, I can now provide some sort of offer to that particular pain point. And I'll be like, hey, my name is Joseph Chima, and I'm the owner of, let's say, Joseph Dentist Company or, jo- or Joseph yeah. Dentistry or something like that. And I'm doing something amazing to promote my uh, my office. Then I'll kind of provide the offer. All right. So now what I am what, what I just did right now is I connected that pain point mm-hmm. and used whatever offer or promotion that I'm trying to send out there to bring uh, customers feet to my door together. Right. So. And I'll try as much as possible to make sure that the offer is really something that, you know, you can't resist, since I already know your pain point. Okay. So, and that's what the customer research does. It actually helps you to speak in a language of your customer.
0: Right. Because right. so. so many times we think we're so involved in our businesses, there's that saying, what's the jar saying, Justin? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, you if, can't. if you're the business owner, you're actually inside the jar, and you can't see the label exactly. that's on the outside. You can't. So... Yeah, what you do is help them see that label and say, this is how you're being perceived or how you want to be perceived. That's right.
0: So speaking to the customer in their terms is going to make a big difference. And mm-hmm. you really can't do that unless you do proper research around the industry and the market. Now, I have a quick question before we go too much into um, you know, the process and how to run a successful customer research uh, process, I would say. but. Can, so you, you work specifically with Facebook advertising. Yes. But can this customer research process be applied to any type of marketing that a company is doing?
2: Yes, definitely. I mean, as long as it's you're trying to advertise, you're trying to market, you can't just bring out a product or a service and decide just to market it. You got to know if it's going to be valuable to someone out there, right. You know, if it's going to solve a problem out there. All right, so, and for you to know that, you need to know what the problem is for you to find a solution to right. it. So, it can definitely work in any um, aspect of marketing, not just Facebook. You can also put it on Google AdWords, even on billboards and, you know, stuff like that. But kind of like it has, but each of these marketing platform actually have their own structure.
0: Mm-hmm. All
2: right, so, yeah.
0: And so, with Facebook, a lot of people, I think Facebook is really. Um, I mean, I obviously as a social media agency, we really get behind using social media ads, especially Facebook because of their analytics and the way you can leverage the campaigns. We've talked about paid ads on the, on the podcast before, but a lot of times, Joseph, when people come to you, you have this statement on your notes here. And a lot of times when people come to you, do they come and say, I've tried Facebook ads and they just didn't work. And so you have this statement in your notes, and it says, "How do I, you know this is the approach that most people are taking right now? How do I generate leads from Facebook ads?" And you have that equals wrong yes. approach, and the right approach is how do I create a successful lead generation campaign on Facebook, and that's the right approach. And so you're kind of just repositioning the statement, but it relates back to the research. So. So why, what's the difference in those two approaches?
2: So those two approaches, um, the first one, which is, you know, how do I generate leads from Facebook? Now, when I actually wrote that, I kind of, I made that particular um, statement based on the fact, on the mindset of someone who just wants to go into Facebook, just want to run Facebook ads to actually get some sort of immediate, uh, let's say, result. Because mm-hmm. I believe that if, I mean, that's actually a general word, um, word that has been said today. Uh, failure to plan is planning to fail. Yeah. So if you don't actually, you know, try as much as possible to kind of map out a plan for you to get to somewhere, you might not even get there if you don't plan well. Mm-hmm. So that's what that first, uh, that first statement actually um, represents. So, I mean, the, the second one, how do I create a successful lead generation campaign? Now, it actually goes a little bit, um, off from the first kind of goes a little bit deeper. Now it kind of like shows a mindset of someone who is not just looking for something immediate. That, that's a, someone who actually wants a result that is really quality qualified, uh, kind of quality, you quali- know, uh, um, a result that has a lot of quality in it. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, actually what that particular, I'm like, that's the difference between the two. Okay. You know, first one is, um, Just going in just for the fun of it. And second one is, you know, kind of like bringing in some sort of strategy to actually um, make you achieve a particular goal.
0: Okay. And so lead generation is a process. And I'm literally reading off your notes, but I love the statement. To effectively generate leads on Facebook, you need to have a strategy, and that goes back to your customer research. So what are the steps businesses should be taking to do a good job And be effective at a customer
2: research process. Yes. So in customer research, actually, uh, you can look at it in two ways. Mm -hmm. The first way is actually um, to create a successful um, customer research. You can actually do it um, uh, via a survey, you know, where people actually go, go in and actually answer questions. Say, I can launch a Facebook customer research and the questions in there might 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 just be pertaining to a particular industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to like you know get them to you know to sell them or to market anything to them immediately. But you know I'm trying to ask them questions in relation to that particular industry, and that industry needs needs to be the kind of industry that I'm trying to market on. Right. Okay. So so that that way I kind of like get a general feel of what people think, you know about this particular service this particular industry
0: how educated you know. they are exactly i mean because if you think about it if it's a new service to the market like something like uber or solar right. where there's a lot of myths around solar or when uber first came out there are a lot of misconceptions about it so if you're bringing that to market versus something that is you know pretty much been around for a while like mm-hmm. hiring a photographer people know Like what photography is. They get it. There might be some different components to hiring a particular type of photographer, but the education, the level of education that's going to be needed on the consumer part is different than talking about a new concept to the market. Would that be a good example?
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's, um, that's That's a very good example to it. So, I mean...
0: Cool sculpting, actually, that's a good one too because okay. it's like that whole fat. I'm sorry, I don't want to go like too far off on a tangent, but like it's like new to the market, so a lot of people have questions. And what cool sculpting is is it's like literally like that laser that melts fat off your body. Mm-hmm. So there's like instead of just saying sign up for your cool sculpting appointment, you would really have to spend some time educating the consumers and and understanding like their, where they are positioned on how familiar with the service they are, the pain points around it, versus just going straight to the pain points probably, I'm assuming.
2: Yes. So um, in general, like how I run a successful customer research on Facebook is I try as much as possible to have an audience, mm-hmm. you know, so you need to address an audience. So the audience might not really be kind of like talking to one person, but you might actually talk to like a large number of people. Say, for instance, um, you kind of say, hey, uh, Pawtucket,
0: mm-hmm.
2: hey, um, Providence.
0: Do you, you recommend know? like localizing it like that a lot?
2: Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but unless you want to like you know go based on interests or you kind of say hey dog lovers, you know there's a ton of dog lovers out there or and, pet lovers or mm-hmm. something like that. So, and why
0: why would you? Um, I so
2: why I why you want to do it? Why you should do it that way is if your whatever campaign it is, whether customer research or physical ad, if it doesn't address an audience, mm-hmm. it's almost like throwing water um, um stone in, um, into a river. You don't know where it's actually going, right? Right, you're not talking to anyone Exactly, you are not talking to anyone specifically. You want to talk to someone. So once you address that and be like, hey, Providence, this particular company is trying to, you know, do more to actually help provide for the community and stuff like that, and you kind of be like, "Uh, um, we'd like you to answer probably two or three questions. And sometimes what I end up doing with my customer research is I kind of add a little bit of an incentive. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the end of the survey, someone is gonna win probably a fifty dollar gift card or something like that to like get oh. people to to actually go in and you know answer those questions. Okay. You know, because without it, I mean,
0: people just don't the, want to do
2: it out of exactly. the goodwill of their hearts. They're, yeah, they <laughs> want to get something out. So, but that's actually one actually um, one um, step into doing customer research. Another step is to actually um, go and kind of like do a little bit of research on your comp- uh, on your competitors, right? Mm-hmm. Doing yeah, so once like say for instance you used Uber, so if I'm trying to bring in a new transportation company, so what I what I what am I might end up doing is just to go see the reviews that Uber has. Okay. Alright, to see um, but and what I'm actually going in there to do is not to actually look for the good reviews. I'm going there to look for the bad reviews. All
1: right. Because
2: you don't want to just go for the for the good things. So you want to see where Uber is lacking.
1: Right. Find right? the gap. Exactly. Find the gap in there. Gap.
2: Yep. And now leverage that to promote whatever service or whatever business that um, that you've got. And um, those two strategies are like the easiest and I think the most um, strongest way of running a successful customer research.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, 50 bucks, sorry, Justin, 50 bucks to do a survey, that's like nothing in marketing dollars, $50 to get no, some it's, feedback. It's
1: a small investment, mm-hmm. that's right? That's but it sounds like it would yield big returns. I wanted to just expand a little bit on the researching your competitors so you talked about going in and looking at reviews and trying to find those gaps where you can leverage what you do right what would be some other strategies for research because research you know can be a little intimidating yeah
2: it it can definitely now if you want to go a little bit um off uh online you can also do it in person you know, it's like, like a mystery shop. You just go yeah, in and, something like that, okay. you know. Um, kind of like
0: in Mad Men when they would pull their subjects into a room with one-sided glass and then give them product to test.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm kidding. That's kind of extreme. That's like a focus but, that's
1: <laughs> But you can go and take advantage of the service and just experience it for yourself and try to find out, you know, mm-hmm. right, what true. was good, what was bad. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's
2: um, another way you can actually do it. You can either just, you know, just advertise the product you know, let's say the pre-launch of that particular service or or of that particular product and just put it in there that, you know, it's kind of limited to like 50 people just to get, you know, just a handful of people in it to Mm -hmm. use it and kind of like, you know, see their kind of get get their experience, like the kind of experience that they actually got him had from that particular product. So, but um, the other one you talked about where you bring in people into the room, that's another way. Then another way you can actually, you can just go casual with it. You can just go around and ask people, you know, I mean, I mean, almost everybody's kind of open to talking to strangers, like, you know, comfortably in an, in an open um, environment. Mm. You know, you can just, you know, go out and talk to someone, be like, hey, have you been using Uber lately? You know, like, what are the bad experiences? Like, what are the experiences you've, you're having with it? Any good ones, any bad ones? Then you guys talk about it, you take your notes, you know, mm-hmm. easy. It doesn't cost you money. You know, you're just trying to, like, trying to have a regular um, conversation with someone. And from there, you're actually doing your customer research.
0: What about asking your past clients? About oh, yeah. That?
2: Yes. Yes. You can, you can like, even what I do now, um, what, like, I actually add that is if my client actually has, a, like, a past email list, mm-hmm. I kind of send them, like, an email as well, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that email as well is, um, is going to send them directly to the customer, uh, to the survey that they're going to answer as well, then running Facebook ads for the customer research.
0: Okay. So, I'm kind of having deja vu because I'm pretty sure, like, you always ta- or have spoken about just, we always think we need to do all this extensive stuff when, when we can go right to our customer base and just send them a quick email, right? And yeah. ask how their experience was Wait. with our company too.
1: One question email, you send it out, why yeah. do you use my service instead of somebody else's? Right. And they'll tell you.
0: Yeah. So I think that that's that's pretty powerful when you can put that into your customer mm-hmm. research. There's, and I think business owners forget what, what they have available to them. Like they never think to yeah. go back and look at like their customer base.
2: Yes, I see I, um, I see a lot of ads pop up on my Facebook feed and uh, I, I don't really see them addressing any pain points, but mm-hmm. what they're all there to do is just to sell. You wanna try as much as possible to create some sort of rapport with your target market. Mm-hmm. you know, And that rapport needs to actually talk about what their needs are. And you don't know their needs if you don't know their pains. So you need to know their pains for for you know what they need. That's actually one of the things um, that is really necessary in any Facebook ad copy. And like I was, um, I'm gonna dive dive a little bit out. So like I like I actually mentioned um, inside the ad copy, the customer research comes in in like you know where where you address the pain point. But in a successful um, Facebook ad copy, it needs to follow some sort of six um, strat, um, strategic. Um, points first of all you need to address your audience you need to bring in the pain points now you need to actually bring in a solution or an offer to that pain point you know so the offer is going to serve as a solution to the, pain, um, the pain point actually then the third thing right there is um, you're going to create some sort of scarcity based action right so the scarcity based action is if you're actually um, giving out some sort of uh, discount you're going to say it's actually limited to um, 24 people 30 30 people to like kind of get some you know people to be like oh my god wow it's limited so there's no time I gotta hurry up to claim this offer then from there you create um you actually use a clear um, focused photo or you know a clear video that is well it um, well edited that is you know very good and you know engaging as well then the last point there is gonna be the call to action you know you know either buy now you know get this offer learn more you know and um, Yeah, That way, you are kind of like, I call it the psychology of human persuasion, but it's kind of following your funnel. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: from there, they can now proceed to wherever you want them to go.
0: No, it's true. It is human psychology. There is a lot of psychology that's involved in marketing. That's right. Because the way that we react to ads, the way that we perceive things that are being pushed, and we're hit with so many ads a day that if you're not hitting the pain point you're not stopping your ideal prospect. And, and, you know, I'm thinking of the social media feed. You're kind of, you know, I'm sitting here using my finger just you're as a scrolling, the scrolling motion. You can't see me, but you're scrolling <laughs> through that feed really fast. And you got to catch someone's attention. And it right. has to be visual and it has to, you know, whether it's video or photography. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to have that tagline that really, like, hits that pain point. And awesome. I can think of specific ones that have, you know, hit the nail on the head. Is that the saying? Yeah. I should not do cliches, but (laughs) hit the like hit the target message right, right to me, and it's like wow, that is exactly what I'm you know as a business owner. Maybe it's like, are you spending too much time doing your books? Are you using the best software for your business? And these are things Mm -hmm. that I you know keep me up at night as a business owner, and it makes me stop and I want to learn more because that's my pain point. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my. that's my, uh, yeah, my pain point is basically and the best
1: word. A couple of things that we've talked about mm-hmm. in regards to marketing and other podcasts is once you've developed your approach and you know what you're trying, the pain points you're trying to answer, realize that you're not going to catch everybody. Yeah. You're only going to catch those people that are in that position ready to take action, action. that that pain point resonates with. And that's okay. Yes. You don't want to try to catch everybody. You want to try to catch those people that are ready to engage and, you know, you've you've said that before, Alicia, that, um, you know, you have to ask them or you have to tell them what you want them to do. So if you now that you've caught their attention, you have to spell it out. Click this link. Download this asset. You know, you have right. to really spell it out. Uh, Don't yeah. leave it vague.
0: That's like such a like an annoyance for me, I guess, as a digital marketer. But it's probably an annoyance to everybody. But I just like really. Uh, recognize when you click on something and you're like, okay, this is interesting. And then you get brought to this landing page and the copy is not, it doesn't keep the scent. It's not exactly. consistent. And it's you're like, consistent. okay, yeah. am I supposed to be filling out a form? <laughs> am I supposed to be watching this video? Am exactly. I supposed to be calling this number? Like what is going on? And it becomes a little confusing to the consumer.
2: So yeah. it's, um, it's funny that uh, you, um, that you mentioned uh, what was that that uh, you haven't mentioned again. Uh, i trying to remember so that the that the person needs to be someone who um, the audience that you're trying to target, the pain point, are right. for those that are going to take the action immediately. The ones ready yeah. to take action. They're, they're yeah. ready to take action. So yeah, because um, uh, the 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 campaign that we normally run is called the wallet out, ready to buy, but in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good. Wallet out.
2: So. i ready. Just tell me what I got to do. Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, you want to, you know, create an ad that is very well um, attention getting, you know, that is uh, easy to break habit over. You know, when people keep scrolling, you want to catch their attention that they stop scrolling and see what you got to offer. And which is really something cute about Facebook. You know, if you're trying to use a video as um, uh, one of your, uh, what do you call it? You want to use a video instead of a picture. So Facebook Mm -hmm. has this thumbnail that you can create just to put on there. You know, like say for instance, if I'm, um, if I don't know if uh, you guys have seen um, any of these Facebook ads regarding uh, a portable uh, rechargeable blender. I
1: haven't seen that
2: one. No, 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 no. you've not. Oh, okay. Portable
0: rechargeable blender. Yes. All right, and they're targeting you.
2: No, no, no! Actually, I sold it. Oh. I sold it for my client. So oh, okay. the
0: way you I need did that
1: it. margarita on the go. <laughs> exactly I, the margarita. I was gonna say, Alicia, you haven't seen that one. <laughs> I probably already own it. You know, so I'm Yeah, you're driving in, it. in the car and you're thinking, I could really go for a pina colada right now if I only had a rechargeable portable blender. <laughs> blender, right? I
0: can see it for protein shakes too. A lot exactly. of people are in the shake a lot. thing right Smoothies. now. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
1: Yes. So
2: um, the way I did it is um, I created some sort of thumbnail for that video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, up there, I just typed, uh, it was a video that has a little bit of sub. you know, how these videos have a little bit of text on top of it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Text download. So I put up there, you know, portable, re- um, rechargeable blender. Mm-hmm. And then I actually show a woman who was holding on, um, holding onto the blender and, you know, smiling and stuff. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like attention. And then underneath it, you'll see free shipping today only.
1: Okay. So oh. if
2: you see that kind of, you be like, okay, fine, I'm definitely checking this out. What is this? Then you click on it, you know. Yep. And then from there, you know, Facebook always, all, always plays with the algorithm. So they kind of like, you know, try to make sure that you know they see uh, engagement in your ad, and from there, they can actually show you to people that are, um, that they feel like you know can take action.
0: Right. I feel like the algorithm is a whole nother podcast. Like oh, we could talk yes. about the algorithm oh, for a long God, time. What's going on there? Yeah, but in a nutshell, Facebook is essentially trying to show your ad to the people who are most likely to take action because they want you to continue to spend money with them. And in order to do that, of they Zuckerberg
2: need is always smiling every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, they, the algorithm can play in your favor when you set your ads up, right? Now, if you have really crappy ads, Facebook's going to downplay your ad and you're not going right. to get served up to mm-hmm.
1: as many people. I mean, fa- everything you've talked about you know, in regards to the tool itself that's already there but you have to have a strategy you have to know who your target is you have to have your strategy in place you have to have your branding in place you you know there's a lot of things you need to have ready to go otherwise Mm -hmm. you're not going to get a good return on your investment Mm -hmm. you know facebook is not a magic wand it's not going to do everything for you but if you have a strategy and, and those things in place Then it's going to work for you. Yes, right. It's built to work best when you have a strategy. Mm
0: -hmm. So, if businesses wanted to get started with doing their customer research, would you feel like the outline you provided is the best way to get started? Is there anything else that they could do, or just just jump in and get started? Yes,
2: yes. Um, Apart from you know launching the. The customer research. Another thing you can also do as a business owner is to test drive your service, your offer, or even your product after mm-hmm. the, the the customer research. So, say for instance, um, you know um, you launch the customer research and people you know start filling up the form. You want to actually try as much as possible. If you're trying to follow the this other route that I actually talked about, to you know include your product as an upsell, so that you know when the um, the finish you know filling in the survey, their answers, and click submit, mm-hmm. the next page that is going to pop up is going to be that offer. Okay. And you kind of make it a one-time offer, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can just tell them that they won't see this offer again or something like that. Now, you are, you are actually using one bullet to kill two birds. So you're getting the customer research done, and at the same time, you are promoting or test driving a particular offer, you know, um, for your business. So if they end up signing up for that, offer or for that particular promotion, you mm-hmm. still end up getting paid. Okay. you are still get money from it and also, yeah.
0: Is that something you could do offline? Like if you had people come in and test no. your product or service just online? Yeah,
2: it would just work online.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. So um, just uh, wrapping up, you have uh, there are two factors why you're not generating leads. And it's either you're not reaching the right audience right. or there's something wrong with your product. So what does that mean?
2: So the third one is actually your offer
1: sucks. Oh, okay. Let
0: me amend that.
1: There are only three reasons why
0: you're not generating leads.
1: In in other words, it has no value. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's
2: it's not really demand. Like it's it's not compelling. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, those are important points, and I think that you know there's so many resources available to us in this digital age where customer research probably couldn't be a thing like in the '80s or '90s so accessibly. But now we can look at our competitors online. We can send out mass emails. We can do Facebook campaigns to collect more data, and it can be mm-hmm. all pretty cost effective just from using digital marketing to yeah. understand your audience. And thus, if you are understanding your audience, you're able to craft better ads, and that That's means right. more sales. That's true is that a good summary yes yes (laughs) because we all want more sales at the end of the day
2: yeah
0: so joseph wrapping up any other um important things that businesses should know and we'll also you know let businesses know where they can find you but anything that businesses should know in the customer research process
2: in summary i mean it's really important like uh what I normally tell my clients, even if I end up not, you know, signing them up, is they should try as much as possible to run customer research because it's really, 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 really important. Mm-hmm. It is important. Then um, I believe if you actually put that into practice in whatever campaign that you're running on Facebook, it's definitely gonna, you know, be worth it, and it's gonna help in uh, in uh, your Facebook ad campaigns.
0: And op- any additional marketing too, like would you be able to use it for Google and stuff?
2: Yes, you can also use it. On Google. But, you know, Google doesn't really give you that much space to put a lot of words. It's kind of like, you know, you the kind with limited, Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Well, I think you guys covered a lot of ground. We just kind of sat back and hung on. Hang you
0: know, right? <laughs> for the right.
1: Yeah, hang on for the right. I'm like.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it is an important step that a lot of businesses miss. And it can really affect your campaign. and yeah, your results. It you can a lot.
1: So. Well, I think in, in general, and I know we're going to wrap up, because mm-hmm. um, you've told me that you have this issue too. Is the perception of social media is that it's just this magic pill that all you got to do is push a button and it's going to go work. But <laughs> you mean and, it doesn't work that way. I boosted my <laughs> post <laughs> for ten dollars. Right. Why didn't I get a Why sale? Didn't I get a sale? <laughs> you really do. I mean, this information is great, but I think for a lot of small business owners, the best thing would be to sit down with a professional like Joseph, or yourself, work out a strategy because. You do want to partner with your clients mm-hmm. and have they have to contribute something. This isn't just a set it and forget it or you're going to do all the work or Facebook's going to do all the work. It really, it's an investment in time right. and effort, but it does pay off yes. from what I've, everything that I've heard.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: it does. So Joseph, if somebody wants to work with you to get this process done and start generating sales, how can they find you?
2: Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Joseph Chima.
0: Mm-hmm. You can also
2: find me on our website swiftclicksri.com
0: mm-hmm. and we'll put a link in the show yes. notes
2: so yeah that's uh, yeah that's it no. yeah
0: okay so send him a Facebook <laughs> message his website you can call him from his website tweet at him whatever I don't know are you on Twitter
1: no I'm not on Twitter okay but just kidding we,
2: we can add pretty much whatever you want to add in the
1: okay show. Yeah. So, okay, however okay. The ways you people will be know. able to get a hold of send you send him a letter right. carry pigeon a pigeon yeah <laughs> Morse
0: code? No, no. Uh, yeah, no. no.
1: no. no. Right. Okay, so we finally right, come to the up. end of our podcast. And as always, uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot for thank listening, you. Joseph. Thanks for thank have, uh, thank coming on show. Thank having me. Thank you very much. I appreciate you for me. been fun having you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you can also... Find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber only content.
0: You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.